Welcome to Show Up and Surrender. This is a podcast about life, the good, the bad, and everything that can happen in between. From those big life-changing events to something from your day-to-day routine. My name is Biddy. I'm a yoga teacher and I live in the Netherlands. I'm very excited to share the conversations that I have with you. How do you show up and surrender for yourself? Showing up by giving yourself what you need and surrendering to the current moment instead of always striving to be better or looking towards the future, I invite you to every now and then be in the here and now with me for just a moment. I hope this podcast will feel like you are sitting next to me at my kitchen table with your drink of choice, having a good conversation. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone. Um, this is the first episode of season two where Ava is back. And you may have heard um, the last episode of season one where Ava was our guest. And it was one of my very favorite um, episodes that we recorded. And with everything changing in season two, she was the uh, very first person I asked if she would maybe be interested in being a regular co-host with me on the podcast. And I'm so happy that you said yes, Ava. I'm happy too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, we, we've been chatting for a while before we hit record and um, I'm really, I'm so happy because even as we were just talking and catching up for a little bit, I was like, oh, this is already really interesting. I really love how with you, I go from diving deep to giggling to anywhere in between back and forth. And that makes me so happy. So I'm really excited to have this opportunity now to record things with you so that some of our conversations will also be like, I'm, I'm gesturing because we're on Zoom, but they'll be cultivated, no, saved, preserved in time to make it sound even bigger. But I'm really excited about that. So thank you for saying yes. Sure. It was a, yes, I, I want to say it was a full body yes at the time when you asked me. And uh, that doesn't always happen. (laughs) (laughs) Even with things among friends, sometimes you say yes to something and then you're not sure. Of course. Uh, Sometimes then in, yeah, as as time progresses, you realize why you might have not said yes with like this, like full heart. Mm -hmm. But that definitely felt, I think it felt like the right time. And um, I could also see that, you know, our our journey that we are on together was ready for for this to happen. So I'm I'm very happy to see that also this podcast is evolving in a very uh, natural way that you are also, you know, you're going with the flow of things uh, without losing your foundation. So that's really beautiful to see. And I'm happy to be here today. Oh, yay. And we had so many topics that we... Because um, we made a list. Well, I say we, but you had this burst of inspiration, and I added a few topics to it. And then there were so many topics there that we loved that we couldn't really choose. So we decided to do uh, like a little the tools that you use for a raffle, and it spit out one of the topics that is called aging, living, and learning from the past. And we both thought, yes, that's actually a really, really good one to start with. 
Um, can you tell me what your thought was when you wrote this one down? Was it sparked by something specific or was it just an overall idea? Well, um, I want to say that a couple of conversations and just themes that um, have reappeared um, in my life over the last, last few weeks or months were indeed revolving around that and from all different angles and perspectives. So for the people who don't know me, um, as well as you do. I, um, I work both as a photographer and as a yoga teacher. So I have a lot to do with bodies, with human mm -hmm. bodies. And um, also looking at my own body. So uh, I think, you know, aging, becoming older, transitioning is always something that we're confronted with. Whether it's around our own birthday or uh, maybe the passing of a loved one. Um, and I think it's a, t t yeah, from, from my experience, it's, it's a conversation that is, if it's a conversation that is had at all, it's always a, about, you know, the loss of something. It's not actually about, okay, what are we gaining here as we move forward? Um, so I thought, yeah, it would be interesting to talk about that also because, um, we are in different phases of our lives, you and me, mm -hmm. and I always find that so interesting and fascinating. And I, I love the fact that I have friends that are a little bit older than me that, you know, that can give me a, a different perspective on, on life. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's, that's how mm, the idea to talk about this a little bit more in depth uh, came to me. And um, what also one reason why I said uh, yes, like fully to uh, coming onto the podcast more often is because um, I mean I've been I've been a storyteller or you know teller of, mm -hmm. of, of stories, sharing stories all my life, and it's such a big passion of mine. But I think for a, of a long time I. I suppressed it or I, I had the feeling it had to fit into certain uh, format or situation and more and more I'm realizing you know I'm it's also I, you know I or we can decide how we how we take certain passions or strengths of ours and bring them into the world and um, I realized the more I allow myself to share even if it seems imperfect at that moment like, you know, we didn't script this conversation. No. Um, so many times uh, people will then say, oh, this is this was amazing. I loved listening to this conversation and I learned something. And I'm realizing, yes, that's what I want to do. I want people to to learn from each other, not because I am, you know, the one that has all the wisdom, mm -hmm. but because I have an experience and that experience is valuable. And I think that's also so coming back to the aging uh, theme or uh, or topic it's so important that we that we value the knowledge and the wisdom the experience that is already there we're all adding our own but there's already so much present and I think that's also why aging or people who are of a different age maybe you know older than us deserve 
um, a place in, in, in the bigger scheme of things because, um, yeah, because it's actually, I think it's something that we should all aspire to, to, to work on, to really honor our history and the years that we have lived through instead of uh, thinking, oh my God, you know, wrinkles here and all the things there. So. I love I love the topic and it's it's such an interesting thing because um, well as you know but maybe the listeners don't know my my mom is very present in in my life she takes she's an amazing person I'm so sad, happy that I get to do so much with her and she comes to a lot of the uh, yoga events that I organize and a lot of the times we set intentions or we give ourselves time to focus on, okay, what is it that I hope to give myself? And think that those are questions that are asked a lot during those retreat days. And the interesting thing is that at some point my mom said, you know, um, I, I sit there and I think, okay, what do I want? But she's noticing that she's not so much looking forward. She's not looking to where she wants to be five years from now. She's more in the present moment and maybe even sometimes looking back at all the beautiful things that she's had. And I I loved it when she said that because in a way that was also a little comforting for me to realize that oh, it there will come this point where, because now I try to live in the moment, but apparently with a little bit of patience, it'll become easier and easier to um, stay in the moment without setting your goals that far ahead of you. Like I was showing her our passion planner. Is, I'll put a link on our tips page. I love the passion planner, but it starts every new book that you get. It starts with this roadmap and it goes up to, uh, you have the three months, you have a year, and then you have, what's the last one? Is it 10 years or I can't remember. It's it's it's, it's a long way. I skipped that part. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you say that because I've skipped it the last two times as well. But I showed it to my mom because I was so excited about it. And she's like, but how do you know what you want that far ahead? And I was like, yeah, that's actually, it's it's something that maybe is more a thing when you're a teenager, right? When you think about... What, what you want to be later, what do you hope when you're in your 30s, which then seems like ages away when you're a teenager. And now I, I too, I'm getting to that point, like, I don't, I kind of want to focus on now. Three months ahead, sure, I'll, I'll think three months ahead, because, you know, that's practical. And a year ahead, some, some things, yes, for sure, but farther than that, except for the important things, like you want to make sure that you can I don't know, feed yourself and feed the people that you are responsible for. But more and more, I'm getting to the point where I'm focusing, trying to focus on the here and now. And I think that is one of the things that comes with age, because it's easier when you've already had, let's say, half a lifetime, I don't know, a, a certain amount of years of experience where you're getting to become the person that you want to be because I think the first part of our lives we're really trying to become a version of ourselves that we love or like maybe love is a big ask but someone that we like on most days 
And when you get to that point where you found a little bit more the way you want to live and you start finding out what is important to you and what is not, it becomes easier to focus on the present moment. And I think it's very hard to ask from someone who is still figuring things out to be in the moment all the time because how are you then going to explore the world and figure out who you want to be or what you want to do? And I never really thought about that, but now more the older I get, the more I think about it. And I can imagine, because of course I don't have kids, so that makes my experience of life different, but you also have two daughters that are growing up, so you really see the evolving of how a human being views the world, right? From being a little kid up to now. So has looking at your daughters and living with your daughters changed the way you feel about aging as well? Mm, big question. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, let me answer the last question first. Mm -hmm. and maybe I can pick up some other, other threads. Um, it definitely has changed my perception of aging and also time. And almost to the point where, especially now, so my daughters are now um, eight and almost 11, um, you know, the, the most physical strains are behind us, but now we're moving into a different phase. So sometimes I feel that my perception of t or, or per time in itself is quite distorted because they have, of course, a completely different perception of time and aging than I do. Yeah. Um, and I have a, the sense that um, humans in young bodies or in 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 a in a in a in a in a very growing spurt of their life, for them, time seems sometimes you know it's like it's it's very expandable because of course there is. If nothing else happens, <laughs> there is still a lot of time for them. It's like it's plenty. It's it's something they don't really. At, on one side, they don't really worry about because it's just very ex expansive. Mm -hmm. So maybe that also makes it easier or more aspirable. Aspirable. That's not a word. Aspiring. Yes. <laughs> maybe it is something that makes it more aspiring for young people to plan five and ten years right mm -hmm. so in contrast when we come to the later part of our lives where we realize oh there is only that much time left then of course you want to slow it down it totally makes sense to want to be and actually become better at being in the present moment because you don't know if you're still here in five years. So you want to make sure that you're living every day to the maximum of what it can give you. Of course, your energy changes. And I think that also makes it slow. I, I know when I speak to my grandmother, my grandmother who is still around, she will be 90 this year. Mm -hmm. And of course, she grew up way before the Internet. So that's another layer. Um, but I, I, I remember or I just know every time I go to see her, to see her and speak to her, she will tell me how, how slow time is, you know, time is not passing and almost to the point where she sometimes is just waiting for 
for the time to pass. Um, although she enjoys life very much, she has lots of grandkids, so I cannot say she's a sad old person. She really, she really enjoys, it, but it shows us, you know, the less, the less, the less time there is, then in the end, um, yeah, of course we want to make it less and then more, more, more in the moment. So I think there are different layers that that play together. Of course, a younger person has more energy, so you know they can expand more. And um, yeah, at the same time, their aging is 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 huge. I mean, if I look at uh, Cecilia, my my daughter who's gonna be eleven, was growing into a teenager now, and you know the transition, that the change, the mat- maturation or the, the the growth that she does within I don't know one year I don't have in a year now right because like oh my god who 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 are you <laughs> where are all these limbs uh, growing from and and all these words that suddenly come out of your mouth and the gestures she she changes so much in a in a dramatically short amount of time and I think and I think we don't see that as aging I think when we think of aging, as just the word aging, we always think of people at the end of their lives or later on. But aging is aging is a it's 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 a pro it's a process that starts from the day when you are born. Yeah, so true. And it's not it's nothing that has any that's either good or bad. It just it just is part of life. Yeah, and it's actually nothing is. That's the one thing, like, money cannot prevent you from aging. Not yet, not really. <laughs> At some point, it's just going to be over. And I think that's also why it's such a hard and sometimes, well, not taboo, but just a very yeah, loaded topic. And um, it sort of, it doesn't, it doesn't have that much value in our society today i know there are other societies who see that completely different and yeah i would love to to hear more about your take on this because i know that you grew up in 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 the netherlands but your family has roots in 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 indonesia and uh yeah you know age is something that has a completely different value there that's interesting. I, I love what you said about aging starts the day you're born. Because yes, of course it does, and that's that's a good realization. Because I do believe we forget that sometimes. And I think in in my family, on both sides of my family, because both my mom and my dad were born in Indonesia, um, the their fathers were both the first to pass away. So I had grandmothers. Uh, with me for a big part of my life, which I was so, so lucky to have because they were, in in our family, the grandmothers were really the thing that, like the glue that held part of the family together, right? Everyone would come to uh, my grandmother's house. She would, she would really be like the matriarch archetype, right? Like she's the one who had, she would feed everyone. Uh, everyone would go there and tell their stories like it's I can also even see it with one of my father's sisters who lives in the states who's in her 90s now as well 
all her grandchildren come to her and tell her the secrets. They introduce the new boyfriends and girlfriends to her first, you know. And I think that's how it's been in, in my family with mostly the women. And I, I don't think that's because they're women, but somehow the women in my family seem to live longer. Um, but they become like the, the glue. So when my um, grandmother from my mother's side passed away, we really also lost a big uh, part of our normalcy because we used to gather at her house as a family. And now there wasn't just that one house anymore, but we were scattered all over the country and there was no logical place to go to to meet. And part of what I'm learning now, again, as I'm growing older, is that that's okay. That it's sad that you lose that normalcy, that tradition of coming together. But now I'm noticing that, you know, it creates space for new traditions and new groups of people that will gather together. And that's, I think, one of the things that I'm learning is that everything is always changing. And we don't do that well with change, I think. Uh, well, let, no, let's not say we. I don't do that well with change. For the longest of times, I have had trouble letting go of things and letting go of the idea of family that I had when my grandmothers were still alive. And the drastic change that happened when they passed was something I really struggled with. Now, when I look back, I can see, okay, but that is, that is the natural way, right? Things change, except that way back when, I guess, when we used to live in tribes, the next town elder would become the next matriarch or patriarch, you know, whichever version of town eldest you had that there would be a natural progression and because we are now living in a world that's so much bigger and easier to travel there is no such logical next person and I think that makes aging very different in this day and age than it was I don't know 100 years ago 50 years ago even I think the gatherings that we had uh, that I used to go to as a kid I don't think they'll be here for the next generation even because things are changing and changing and changing and I think that's also because all the cultures are more coming together and we're weaving together and we're creating new ways I think I'm I'm drifting away from the original question that's okay <laughs> there's so there's so many thoughts like coming together in my head but but yeah for us it was very much one person that was mm -hmm. like the glue to everything basically yeah and especially when you think about it because that generation of my grandmothers my grandmothers passed both of them in in the 90s of the last century um God, I feel old when I say stuff like that. <laughs> but I remember once, um, a couple of weeks before uh, my grandmother passed away, we were talking about all the things that she saw come into life, like electricity at your house, like a phone at your home, a corded phone on the wall. She also remembered when there was one person in the village who had a phone and 
than one person in the street who had a television and then the internet and to see how they were there to see all these new things slowly become normal i don't i don't know if we will are we still experiencing something like that because i think that also changes your perception of living and aging because you can rem my grandmother could remember a time where there was no way to call someone on the other side of the world but you sent a letter that then took three weeks to arrive right and i wonder if we perceive aging and living differently because the changes are less big than they were back then i'm not so sure if they are less big i mean they seem maybe smaller to us mm -hmm. but then even if you think of how was your childhood and how do you live now you know mm -hmm. that's already dramatic of course we didn't live through uh, a war but even the last few, two years i think have have been have probably left uh very um yeah big mark on 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 everybody who is living in these days we, mm -hmm. we maybe we we don't see yet i think those are the things you will all only feel or see way later it's That's I think true. in the moment when they're happening they maybe don't seem that incremental unless it is something of a really like one-time big cat catastrophe but what i what i what i sense is of course that yeah i, I can i can imagine like aging like, or let's say the perception of aging and age or elderly people as such uh, 50 or 100 years ago is was completely different than it is today yeah um, also because just our our whole lifestyle has moved into the complete opposite directions like growth 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 but keeping it young fresh uh, very you know <laughs> very like expansive all the time and we're now okay we're not expendable to uh, to you know without limits there are limits um, See, now I lost my thread. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay um, too. <laughs> but yeah, you don't. We, we don't know. So if we if we if we take stock now, if you I don't know if we sit down today to write on this, and then in twenty years look back at that, I am sure that we will see dramatic changes in how we live life or how, yeah, how how we perceive uh, age or aging. Also because we have. We will have aged by 20 years. I sense that the way we live today, on one hand, people are over, overly obsessed with their physical uh, um, appearance. Um, people spend lots of money and time and resources to keep their bodies, yes, healthy, but also young, young. Yeah. <laughs> and vital. Um, but to the point where it becomes an obsession, where it's just about that, where it's not about, okay, what does a vital body allow me to do? Mm. That takes us away from a, from a respectful approach to aging and, and elderly people. And I, I feel the same. I mean, I live, I live here in the Netherlands and 
apart from one cousin <laughs> who moved here, all of my family is at least 1,000 kilometers away. And I have totally lost that tribe. And my grandmother is like the main person in my life. She has always been this, this, this guiding person. It's exactly as you described. Like she lives in my aunt's house and every Christmas, everybody from the family makes sure make sure they go to see Oma yeah and we will come for her birthday and if there's something happening in my life whether it's my pregnancy my pregnancies or like you said first boyfriend stuff I would share that with her and I find it interesting that it's the the women mainly not always but you know a lot of times it's the it's the women in in the family that are this social glue um, and such a vital such an important role and I think that was respected for a very long time but now that these structures are breaking away also their their place who is picking up the baton yeah um, I think we're doing a great job at recreating similar communities I think that's why so many people crave community because the traditional bigger families are are no longer possible in a lot of uh, in a lot of cases um but at the same time it's it's hard it's 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 it actually it makes me sad i think it's something that you can only recreate to a certain level because you know these are people that know you since you were like the littlest child and like you say we I grew up with so many cousins like all the things that we experienced together I don't know I think I think I emptied out my 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 thoughts on on that um what I what I do find interesting is that because we assumed that it would have been different from me for me with a family from Indonesia but actually you describe that we had the same experience growing up with the grandmother as the, the person the family comes together with, mm. which is interesting. So then it's yeah. over different cultures, different continents, still the same traditions and the same, the same connections. Yeah. Which, which I love. Yeah. Before we stop, because we can, I think we can go on forever, but we'll try to make these episodes nice bite size digestible <laughs> yes we had one last thing in the sentence because it was aging and living i think we really captured those but also learning from the past mm -hmm. and that's i think we never stop learning i hope we never stop learning I, I i know that when i look at my mom who is one of the people i really look to when i try to imagine what life will be like for me say 25 years from now because she's exactly 25 years older um and the, she she says that she continues to learn so much and that makes me happy because i i love learning new things it it's yeah. just it's one of the things that makes me happiest which is why just like you i don't stop taking on new courses and <laughs> new books and all these new things all these things that can inspire you to learn more and it's a whole different topic if maybe we can tackle one day where at some point you also have to stop learning but start doing. But that's a different topic. But 
I think learning from the past is one of those ways of learning that is partially subconscious because, you know, you just, you live your life and everything that happens to you finds its place in your body, in your mind, and you move on with that knowledge, with that experience. But every now and then these bigger things happen, I think, where you actually sit down to think about what happened. And learning from the past is something that works two ways. And the conscious one, I find, is the harder one. <laughs> because when, when something is big enough that you actually have to sit down and think about it, that's usually not because it was so fucking awesome. That's usually because it was pretty, pretty hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what's your take on learning from the past? I think there are several takes. Uh, obviously, there's learning from shared history. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, in, in, in Europe, when we refer, at least from my perception, when we refer to learning from the past, a lot of times we will talk about things that happened you know, around World War II, mm -hmm. um, all these 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 moments, or rather, not even just moments, like really times in in history, where certain groups were singled out, or where there was just a lot a lot of um, uh, extremism in whatever way, and then to 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 stop and say, oh, do you see? Do you see that this is a situation is <laughs> not so different from them. And different people or different culture have more sensitivity for that than others. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's one thing. Like, okay, can we look back at what happened and how can we see that a certain situation is arising again and then react differently, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go in the same way. Um, and then it, it gets a little bit closer and then all to the point where you're like, okay, learning from something that I have experienced. So learning from yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, learning from each other, from friends and from family and peers, but really like learning from my experience. And um, I've always been a person and I will probably forever be uh, a person that is very, very strongly connected with my past you know and then for a long time i thought that was not a good thing uh because i'm brooding in the past you know i'm i'm trying i'm still trying to figure out why <laughs> like i'm a very <laughs> curious person but sometimes my curiosity got stuck way in the past like why did this happen why did he say that uh -huh. and i realized okay that's a pattern but i can also just change the pattern and keep that that curiosity of mine and say okay isn't this happened I cannot change the past, but what can I learn from that and apply today? So that's what learning from the past means to me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a huge <laughs> journaler, as you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then sometimes I try not to look back at my old journals too often, but sometimes if something is really bugging me, I'm like, I, you know, I cannot get a grip on this. I, I cannot seem to move forward. I might take out an old journal and see what I wrote five years ago. And then sometimes I will laugh when I realize <laughs> I read the same questions five years ago. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes that does not help, but sometimes it helps because I can see that maybe just the way I formulate a question has changed, or maybe I have found more nuanced words to describe something. And that sometimes already helps me to move forward just a little bit more. 
I think the learning is never something that happens overnight, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's accumulating, 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 and then you're hearing or you're seeing something for the 100th time, and then suddenly there's a disruption in your system. And it goes like, oh, now I understand. <laughs> or it's like, oh, now I know the answer. Yeah. So it has, um, it has taught me to, to be really kind with myself, to appreciate the progress that I m- might have made over five years from, <laughs> from formulating a question in a very negative way to it being something inspiring or again, you know, making it more curious. For me, learning from the past and in that sense, learning from my own past is, is, is really being, again, very, uh, yeah, just, 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 just nice. Like you say, like growing more into this person that I want to be and I can only become that person if I really like myself. Yeah, that's such a big thing, though. Growing into someone that you actually like is obviously not this linear route up, which would be so nice, right? If you, you know, you're born and then you slowly, you roll up this path, growing into this person that you like. But I think that's also something that you learn from the past because sometimes you don't know how you want to be or what you find important until you meet the opposite. And I think you have to get hurt a couple of times in different ways to figure out how you want to be treating other people as well. You you need to feel both sides of the coin sometimes. And I think that's the that's one of the things that is never ending because as long as you are in this world you're going to you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things where you look back on maybe a week later or maybe even in the moment and you think why did I do that? Where did that come from or how did that come out of my mouth, right? It's I think that is something that will continue until you take your very last breath. You will do things that surprise you that you don't know where they're coming from, but I think that's the interesting thing about living your life consciously, being aware of the fact that you are not just this one person, but there are all these aspects and you're touched by so many different things and everything is continuously interacting with each other. And I think that is one of the things that I've been learning over the past few years that it's, it's, that's maybe even just the beauty of it all for me, that it's this continuously, like I, I keep imagining like all these little things floating in the air and they're moving with the wind and they're moving with the water. And that is us in life and all the different facets of us as a being as well. Everything is continuously moving like this dance somehow. Oh, yes. And oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. And, and so we keep learning from each other and from the things that we have done and from the things that are to come. And, well, as two people who are study geeks, that is a really good thing to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I took a walk with my younger uh, daughter, Sophia, through the forest. We were looking at the the trees that the the storm had toppled over. Mm. And there is always... There's a tree trunk. It's 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 been there for a long time, and it looks kind of like a, a tricer- triceratops. 
you know, the, uh-huh. the dinosaur. The dinosaur, yeah. And whenever we go to the forest, we make an effort to, to walk by that just because it looks really cute. Yeah. Um, so, so we walked there and we, we passed it. I was like, where is it? And she said, there. And we were standing there. I was like, but where are the, where are the three the three points right mm-hmm. and she's like but they're here it's like but that looks different and i realized it's a tree it's a living thing of course a year ago this dead remnant or sorry it's not dead but this remnant of a tree looked different than today and for to me of course it lost the shape of this dinosaur but it still is what it is yes and uh, like you say you know I, I, I took a snapshot a year ago and now I took a snapshot, but all the winds, all the storms, all the rain, all the erosion from the sand or whatever is in, 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 in the air, um, I, I did not see, I did not witness, right? And I also love that Sophia just said it's here. It's here. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you about? mean? It's still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's also, that's also cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Show Up and Surrender. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about the podcast and about our guests, go to showupandsurrender.com. On our tips page there, you can also find links to anything that we may have mentioned and ways to connect to our guests. We'll be back soon with another episode of Show Up and Surrender. I hope you'll join us.